You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season one, episode number 28. We are calling this one Bullpen Blowup versus the Brewers. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. The guys are on from 5.30 to 10 weekdays. I started off between 5 and 5.30, warming things up on 6.70. Of course, that is the radio home of our Chicago Cubs. And as always, I'm joined by my good buddy Crowley. Crowley, how the heck are you? I'm doing good, Dustin. You can follow me at Crawley's Cubs, and you can follow us at Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram, and also Fly the W on Facebook. We ran our own email account, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. So, Crawley, this wasn't a completely terrible series, but uh, not the greatest. The Cubs' offense still uh, lacking. They're missing one of their. Uh, bigger bats. So let's get it started. Game one was Friday night up in Milwaukee. We had Justin Steele versus Freddie Peralta, kind of the marquee pitching matchup of this series. And it uh, was quite an interesting game to say the very least. Isn't that what you love about baseball though, Dustin, is that you can go and watch and listen to as many games as you and I both have, and something will happen still that you've never seen in your life. Right. Right. Uh, and when we get to when we get to the part of that, Crowley, and we talk about the last time this because it, it, we may have never seen it, but there's all it's almost always sometime it happened before. And some <laughs> of my favorite all time favorite ex-Cubs were involved in the last time this happened. Well, we, you know, Steele was OK. He was in and out of trouble most of the game. Uh, he gave up a double to Willie Adamas in the first. He gave up a walk to Rowdy Telez and a single to Keston Hira to start the second, able to wiggle out of that. Uh, he gave up a single to Yelich and walked Adamas in third. So, it, you know, it wasn't as crisp as we've seen Justin Steele. Now it really doesn't help when you got a guy like C.B. Buckner behind the plate and and – I, do, I don't know how that man still has a job, how he's still employed. <laughs> they're, 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 look, I'm not a big blame the umpire. Now, I do, I do hold their feet to their fire because there's a lot. I, I follow a site called Umpire Scorecards on Twitter. It'll tell you how accurate they were, how consistent, where they missed the pitches, which were their opinion on the most critical calls of the game. And there's just certain guys like C.B. Buckner. They're just awful, and you just don't under, Like I said, I know the umpire union and all that, but, it, I mean, this is just so – I think it's so much worse now that we have the technology to see it. It's not just um, what you feel. You can actually see data and what these guys are missing. So, you know, he gives up uh, – Steele gives up a home run to Tyrone T uh, Taylor in the bottom of the fifth, and the Cubs are down one nothing. Bottom of the sixth, Justin Steele leaves with lower back tightness after getting Hunter Renfro to fly out. So there's one out, no score, um, and so Steele's gone in the sixth. Now, just on the other side, Freddie Peralta's doing even better. He's not having any problems. He's no-hitting the Cubs through six innings. And in the seventh, he's replaced by Matt Bush. Now, I know a lot of Brewers fans may not have been happy about it, but again, this is a guy coming back from injury, and, and they're in a pennant race, and, and they don't, you know, they're trying to win this thing. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Nick Magical reaches on an error by third baseman Luis Urias, fortunately for the Cubs. Contreras grounds out, but Magical gets to second. And then Ian Happ homers to right center field, and the Cubs lead 2-1. to one. Boom goes the dynamite. Boy, Ian Happ is having himself just a, just a great overall year, isn't he? Absolutely. We get to the bottom of the ninth, and the Cubs lead 2-1. to one. Brandon, and they've only had one hit, which is the uh, which is the Ian Happ homer, one hit, and now Brandon Hughes comes on. 
I, you know, I, part of me wonders, you know, if, if David Ross seems to like to try some of these guys for two innings, I think, you know, especially with some of these younger guys, let them just go one inning right now. Give them one inning where they can give max effort. He's working his second inning of work. Rowdy Telez leads off with a homer. How many guy, times have I told you guy, I cannot stand it? <laughs> God, the best part, Crowley, is you were – I thought as soon as he hit that home run, I was watching that game, I was out and about, but, of course, in front of the game, and as soon as he hit that, I thought, Crowley. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally was just – like my teeth are grinding at this point. And so he gets a home run. Uh, the game's tied. Mark Leiter replaces Hughes, and this all of a sudden looks like it's about – wheels are about to come off. Keston uh-huh. Hero reaches on an air by Nico – uh, Luis Urias walks. There's two on, no outs. Caratini flies to left. Sean Newcomb comes into the game. He gets Colton Wong to pop out to Contreras, and Christian Yelich flies out to left. Newcomb actually did okay in this game. That's not going to be true for later on in the series. Top of the 10th, Devin Williams enters the game. Wilson uh, is on second, the Manford man. The wild pitch advances Willie to third. But he doesn't need it because Ian Happ hits his second home run. The Cubs lead four to two. The second hit of the game is a Ian Happ home run. He only two hits the whole game, both Ian Happ home runs, two run homers. Bottom of the tenth, just activated off the IL. Manrod, Manny Rodriguez, the young flamethrower comes in. Yelich starts the inning at second, gets Willie Adamas to strike out. McCutcheon, of course, singles. Hunter Renfro singles. Yelich scores. The lead is four to three. Wild pitch by Manrod. You got runners advanced to second and third. Rowdy Telez walks, which I thought of you when that happened when we talked about <laughs> Paul Goldschmidt the other day. Bases are loaded. Jace Peterson up to the plate. He grounds into a double play, and this was amazing. Magical is it gets the ball and tags Telez as he's coming through and throws to P.J. Higgins to end the game. Cubs win 4-3, to three, fly the W., Steel, like I said, not his greatest outing. 5.1 innings pitch, four hits, one run, four walks, six Ks. That zone by C.B. Buckner, no bueno. The offense was just absolutely stymied by the Brewers. It was one guy who had both hits. Ian Happ, both hits, both two-run home runs, four RBIs. The first Cub to ever hit a two-run homer to lead off an inning because of the man for man. And he's the only player in MLB in the modern era to have two multi-run homers for his team's only two hits of the game. Yep, the single, right? The single individual player. So my little number from this, it was the first time the Cubs had won a game in which their only two hits, homers, since April 14th of 1985 when Jody Davis and Gary Matthews went deep in a 4-2 victory over the Montreal Expos, Crowley. Gotta love me the song. And how about this? That victory, okay, the Friday night win, put the Cubs at a 208-207 lead in the all-time series between the Cubs and the Brewers. It's gotten to be a fun rivalry, <laughs> and 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 you know, it's uh, there's a lot of tension, and and you go you go to that stadium, and I did not go to a game this weekend. We rested up. Our family was recovering from a multitude of illnesses, but. Uh, you know, it was it, it, it. There's always a lot of smack talking, especially where I'm at in southern Wisconsin. So, you know, Freddie Peralta, you know, looked great, and he keeps looking stronger. Like I said, you know, you're catching him at the right time, but it didn't help the Cubs. Six innings pitched, zero runs on zero hits, one walk, five Ks. Offensively, this is what killed the Brewers: three runs on seven hits, ten left on base, two for fifteen with runners in scoring position. 
So Rowdy Telez was one for three with a homer and two walks. So the Cubs get that first win. They don't get shut out. They don't get swept. We knew that for sure. And then game two, Drew Smiley, Brandon Woodruff in a nightcap out at Miller Park. And just like the starters the previous day, another pitcher's duel is Smiley and Woodruff both pitched six innings of shutout ball. But after six, it's a battle of the bullpens, which the Cubs will not win. Bottom of the seventh, Rowan Wick, he's had his ups, he's had his downs, he's backing it down right now. Gives up a single to Victor Caratini and Colton Wong. Jace Peterson, pinch hitting, hits a sack bunt to third. Morell throws it away. The throw was kind of away from Magical, and Caratini scored. Uh, you know, the first baseman was in, you know, anticipating the bunt and Magical's cover, and just wasn't a great throw. Uh, Wong gets to third, Peterson to second. The Cubs trail one nothing. And then Christian Yelich, who now apparently is only an MVP versus the Cubs and not the rest of the league, hits a three-run homer in the Cubs trail for nothing. Bottom of the eighth, Michael Rucker comes into the game. He gives up a home run to Colton Wong. The Brewers lead 5 nothing. Jace Peterson is called out on strikes. Christian Yelich singles. Willie Adames homers and the Cubs trail 7 nothing, And that would be the final. Cubs lose 7 nothing. Yeah, you never, ever, ever like to see your team with the big zero, no crooked number on the scoreboard, and especially when it's a rivalry game against the Brewers. Again, I realize you can't win them all, but, boy, I mean, at least score a run, right? Yeah, and Drew Smiley, gosh, six innings pitch, five hits, zero runs, one walk, two Ks. According to Jordan Bastion, he tweeted out that Smiley has a .90 ERA in August starts, in five August starts, and a 272 ERA in nine outings going back to July 10th. Just cannot believe no one thought they would take a flyer on that. Yep. Wick gave up four runs. Rucker gave up three. The offense had zero runs on five hits, eight left on Bates. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Suzuki. And Crowley, I will add. Crowley, I want to add something on these stats that you have here, okay? 15 Cubs batters struck out 15 times in the game. 15 just, times. And this is a team that's supposed to make contact. You get what I'm right. saying? It's like when you're talking about the, when the Cubs used to have the big boppers of, of Rizzo and Bryant and Willie and Javi and all those guys on the team, you can expect games on strikeout, but when they, when they made contact, that ball went a long way, and that's where you did see the crooked numbers. And so this is a team that was built to make contact, and you and if you don't do that, that's where you're going to get shut out, obviously. Absolutely. But say a Suzuki, two for three with two doubles, one walk, he's heating up. For the Brewers, Woodruff, six innings pitch, four hits, zero runs, one walk, 10 Ks. Their offense had seven runs on 12 hits, nine left on base, one for nine with runners in scoring position for the Brewers, who have had their offensive struggles. But when you hit four home runs, it really doesn't matter that much. Yelich, right. four for five with three RBIs. Colton Wong, two for four. So that was a rough game. That was definitely a rough game. And, yeah, you're right. Uh, Christian Yelich looked awful MVP-ish against the Cubs. We move into game three, that one Sunday afternoon. And we were hoping that Adrian Sampson was going to get his uh, second win as a Cubs starter. Yeah, you know, he actually didn't look horrible. It was Adrian Sampson versus Eric Lauer, and the Cubs did better against Lauer than I thought, especially considering how bad the first two games went offensively. Top of the first, first one out, say a walks, Hap strikes out, Reyes walks. Nico Horner with the single, so say a scores, Reyes the third, Cubs lead one nothing, but they can't add on. Bottom of the first, though, Christian Yelich hits one to left center, uh, he tries for two. He's thrown out by an excellent throw by Nelson Velasquez and a really nice tag by Nick Madrigal. I really love seeing 
some Nelson when he throws the ball, man, he's just got an arm. That's just a cannon. Absolute cannon. And so in the top of the second, McKinstry singles, PJ Higgins and Nelson Velasquez strike out swinging, but Magical walks. Saya hit a single to right, and so McKinstry scores. Magical to third. Saya makes it to second, but they couldn't get any more. There's more, you know, just opportunities missed. Ian pops out to end the threat. Cubs trail 2-0, and it's going to start to come back to bite him. Bottom of the third, two outs. Willie Adamas singles. Rowdy Telez walks. Hunter Renfro doubles. Adamas scores. Telez to third. The Brewers now trail 2-1. to one. Bottom of the fourth, this is, you know, there's there's some, we're, we'll talk about this here, but Samson gets Hira to ground out. Ross pulls him for Sean Newcomb, who, again, did good in extras on Friday. Did not good do good here today. Jace Peterson singles, Navarez singles, Garrett Mitchell singles. Jace Peterson scores, Omar Navarez scores. Mitchell the second on a bobble by Velasquez, so the Brewers take a 3-2 to two lead. Hadavi comes out to talk to Newcomb. Conversation didn't work because the next batter, Christian Yelich, hits a two-run blast. Cubs now trail 5-2. to two. Willie Adamas is striked out swinging. And Rowdy Telez gets caught stealing, which makes me laugh. Uh, anytime you got a big man like that trying to steal a base. All right. Top of the fifth. Cubs are fighting back. Ian Happ leads off with the double. Fran Miel Reyes grounds out. Nico Horner with a two-run homer. And the Cubs trail 5-4. to four. Bottom of the fifth, Sean Newcomb still in there. Hunter Renfro walks. Colton Wong homers. Cubs trail seven to four. Keston Hira strikes out. Uh, Jace Peterson singles, and Newcomb is finally mercifully pulled. Um, you get to the bottom of the sixth. Luke Farrell, it was uh, pitching. He had the spot start the other day. Yelich singles. Adamas singles. Rowdy Telez walks. They walked him a ton. Hunter Renfro singles, which scores Yelich Adamas to third. Telez to second. The Cubs trail eight to four. Wong pops out. Hira singles. Adamas scores. Telez to third. Renfro to second. And the Cubs trail nine to four. Top of the seventh. Franmil Reyes doubles. Nico Horner flies to right. Reyes moves to third. Jan Gomes with the sack fly makes it nine five. Top of the ninth. Brad Boxberger on the mound. Ian Happ with the leadoff single. The Franimals home run. And the Cubs trail nine to seven. Nico singles. Tying run is at home plate but Devin Williams replaces Boxberger who gets Gomes to strike out swinging Contreras hits into a double play Cubs lose that one nine to seven Adrian Sampson only 3.1 innings five hits one run one walk two K's Sean Newcomb one inning of work six runs six hits two walks two K's the offense went like I said wasn't bad seven runs on 11 hits nine left on base three for eight with runners in scoring position Reyes two for four with a homer. Horner with three for with a homer and three RBIs. For the Brewers, Lauer, like I said, Cubs did all right against him. He went five innings, gave up six hits, four runs, four walks, four Ks. On offense, the Brewers had nine runs on 16 hits, nine left on base, five for 13 with runners in scoring position. Yelich three for five with a home run. Renfro two for four. Wong three for five with a homer. So a tough way to end the, the series there. What what do you think it was uh, as far as why Sam, I mean Samson only had sixty one pitches when they took him out of that game. It's something that didn't really get brought up. I didn't hear about it anyway. Like, what do you think? I mean, just are they worried that he's just throwing too much so far already? He's done more than they would have ever expected, so they wanted to get him out of there. When they did, I just don't understand the the the, the logic behind taking him out when they took him out. 
So I dug into this a little bit and the way that it works, and we'll get into this in the third second, but there's two guys that cannot play in Toronto because of COVID protocols. One of them is Justin Steele and the other is Adrian Sampson. Oh yeah. Now, now, okay. That's right. Now I'm picking up what you're laying down. Some about the four innings. Right. So because Adrian's an X number of days between starts and yep, 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 yep. Yep. And so because Adrian Sampson doesn't go four. The Cubs get to add another pitcher to this series That's along right. with the one to replace Steele. That's so right. I personally think that that was – I haven't – no, you know, nobody's come out and said no, it. No, but that makes all the sense in the world now. Yes, that, that's got to be what it is. It is they, they knew that rule. They were smart enough to know that rule, and that's that's why they did that. Yep. Good job, right. Crowley. That, that makes all the sense in the world. Now now I guess we don't have to – we don't have to have the, the beat writers push, uh, push David Ross, and I don't have to text uh, Tommy Hadovy. Now, the, the one thing you do have to take a look at, though, is, okay, fine. You know, that's what you're going to do. You get Sean Newcomb in there, and all of a sudden, you know, he has that just awful, awful inning where he just absolutely gets, you know, knocked around. But then you let him come back for another inning. That's the thing I don't get. He, like, just struggled mightily in the fourth and then struggles mightily in the fifth. I mean, you know, the Cubs are down 5-4 to four in the top of the fifth, right? So you're sitting here. You're still very much in this game. And, and instead, you let him come back out, and he gives up another another two runs. I, 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 You know, he wasn't getting guys out. Right. So the Cubs take one of three. They don't get swept. They don't win the series. So that's, uh, what, Crowley, two series in a row now that the Cubs have not won. Is that right? That's correct. But I, the one thing I would say to people that are frustrated with the series is, you know, take a look at the numbers back with what the Cubs did against the Brewers uh, the previous season, 2021, uh, and, and same with the Cardinals. They just weren't even competitive. They weren't even close in the, when you talked about the season series. And so, you know, when we do the uh, post-mortem, the autopsy of this season, the one, you know, thing that you can look at is they played the teams in their division tough, which is, you know, great. But then next year we have less divisional games. So go with that. Right. right. So <laughs> Rossi's, Rossi's boys don't quit. 